One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast in what seems like an age since we've sat down and talked about the football. Well, me and Gareth anyway. Thanks to Frankie Francis for filling in for a couple of weeks for us. Um, But we have lots to get through tonight, don't we? I know, it's been um, Kenny Rodge last few weeks, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. A lot has happened. Uh, Including Wembley and then back-to-back league wins. Mm. Uh, And we have a burden game to uh, preview as well tonight. Doing that with us is... Founder of Love Supreme, Martin McFadden. Hi, yeah. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, you recovered from London, yet? Yeah? yeah, I think I recovered by the time I got home. Did you? I just it was just there's so many games. Wednesday seems to be the day when most people said they started to feel human again. From the people I've spoken to about the, the trip to London for Wembley. Yeah, I had quite a lot of stuff on the next day, so I was trying to keep myself right. So I was very professional. Yeah. Martin. I'm like the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you at Wembley. <laughs> I was all right when I was speaking to you, actually. You weren't quite as bad as the woman who sat in front of me who shrieked and then sat down and then puked up all over herself. Oh, really? And, oh, no. and a bag and oh, no. the child in front. Give yeah. us a shout on Twitter if that was you. <laughs> Could be. There's probably a, lot, a number of women who, uh, who endured that fate. But have the post-Wembley Blues been eradicated then by back-to-back league wins? Yeah, they have for me. Um, obviously, Accrington was one of those games. When I went down, it was like, we need to win and we need to put in a good performance. And we did both. And then Rochdale, we didn't play as well. But obviously, there's nothing like a last-minute winner um, to get yourself excited, especially if you're, if you're Mickey Loff and then you <laughs> invade the pitch. Mm. He quickly bottled out of that, didn't he? Realised what he'd done. And then try, he was like trying to pat somebody on the back, but at the same time trying to get back over the advertising boards. Quite enjoyed I to, it. I had to pull them back over. It's a responsible pitch invasion, that then. Yeah, it was. A light pitch invasion, <laughs> that's what I'd call it. But, you know... Mild. Fair play to him for, uh, you know... For, be, for being so on brand. Yeah, tr- yeah and trying yeah. to get himself banned for three years. Yeah. The club want to yeah. do that and <laughs> just come and see us. We've got some uh, photo evidence. Um, <laughs> I was one who, who said... Um, before Wembley, and we even said it the night before, and thanks to everybody who came along to that, by the way, uh, or pre-match Wembley show with Stephen Elliott and uh, Nick Barnes, and, and we had the discussion then and said, you know, Wembley, a defeat in this game could be really problematic and really detrimental to, to what we're trying to do, but actually, the next day, I changed my opinion on that, based on, uh, based on how gutted I felt about it, I thought, actually... You know, it's not like losing a League Cup final or losing an FA Cup final or losing a playoff final. I thought, like, come on, let's go and get promotion now. You know, st- we, we've, we've still got something to play for. Where before, when we'd maybe been in the League Cup final, you think, well, you know, what have you got to play for then? Or let's go out and not try and get relegated or something. It's not the same as it. We, we still had something to aim for. And it's good to see the players have, have, have obviously thought like that as well. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, obviously, if you lose the playoff final, as we have twice, I don't want to <laughs> remind people, but we were all there then that's the end of the season, isn't it? And you can't do anything mm. about it until 
until August, but having a game immediately. On the way back, I was thinking, well, we've now got all these games in hand and we didn't play last week and, you know, we obviously didn't play a game that weekend in, in the league, so we've kind of, all these games are mounting up. What, was it such a good idea? But the way they've bounced back, and I think what's interesting is we've obviously been quite weakened in terms of what would be the first choice 11, the last couple of games, and then fringe players who've been either criticised throughout the season like Wyke or just people haven't seen, thought they were that good players like McGeer could have mm. come in and been our best players. They've took their chance, haven't they? Yeah, and the, you know the, it was good that he kept that 11 and you know Honeyman came back in, didn't get straight back in and you know Ledbetter, it's great to see Ledbetter at the end like you know getting in the celebrations and you know it, it does show that you know, he's been playing every week and he's been dropped, essentially. Um, and, you know, he's not twisting about it. And McGeoch will come in and play the way he's played. You know, the attitude, like you know, Jack Ross has talked about, and, and Oviedo as well, you know, Jack Ross has talked about the attitude of players in that squad. Um, and you can see, you know, they've got a great, you know, group there of, of players who've, you know, obviously got... Um, you know, they're completely focused on the task in hand. And you look, you know, we're missing McGeady, who's, you know, rated as one of the top three players in this division. I know he didn't win the award last night. I think it was James Collins who won the award at Luton. But yeah, they love Luton, don't they? Yeah, but, Luton, you know... Luton loving, no yeah, surprise but, there at all. you know, he is one of the best players, arguably the best player in the division. And we missed we, we missed him on on on, uh, on Saturday. But, you know, I think that, that game was probably one of the most League One games seen this season it was the pitch I thought was actually worse than Accrington I thought you know at least the ball ran true on the pitch Accrington maybe more difficult to, to travel on but it was just you know bouncing off and trenches and coming off at weird angles and the, it was rock hard people couldn't get the ball down there was loads of you know people just lumping the ball back into the air and lots of second balls you know you know McGeoch was trying to get on it and it was still bobbling around at his feet but they were trying to do the right things um, you know, I think you know they they near enough had one shot, you know, one shot game, on target, didn't they? Um, and scored fair enough, but although McLaughlin did have to tip yeah, one over the bar, oh that like, yeah. own goal, yeah. nearly <laughs> like a, a rubbish version of the Kevin Ball one against Newcastle in the ring. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I like the reaction from Jack Ross, by the way, because early in the season we we credited him a lot by saying he was really reacting to things, he was changing things tactically. Um, starting from that first game uh, against Charlton. And I think perhaps once cut them all and then certainly led bit of coming to the team, I, I just feel like he was getting more cautious as, as the games went on. He thought, I've just got the players to do this here to keep a, sh- a certain shape and it should be enough to make us win games. And I think because he was so cautious at Wembley, that's possibly cost us that particular game, which is a harsh lesson on him where you get punished at a, on a big occasion like that. But I think fair play to him that the very next game against Accrington, he's reacted and he's he's changed it up. He's played two up front. He's took people out of the team for a rest and he's put other people in and he's trusted them. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think he's, his substitutions at Wembley cost us the game undoubtedly, playing no forwards for half an hour. Now we're playing two. And then... I've thought about this with Ledbetter and Catamol. Obviously, they're, they're getting on, so they haven't got the legs. But you don't often substitute central midfielders and central defenders just because yeah. just because of the way the games go. And we've obviously had McGeek on the bench for a while, and you think, well, is that a waste of a substitution to bring him on? Um, you just tend to do it if there's, if there's an injury. But um, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, he played that game, he played that team against Akron, and he probably would have played a completely different team against Rochdale 
if we hadn't have beaten Accrington. But it, but it was good that I think if people come in and do well and retain their places, then <clears throat> I think that's that's a good attitude. It sort of breeds it breeds a sort of a good vibe for the camp. And I think one of the things he was worried about when he's never handled a squad this big in his in his short career. So I don't think he initially wanted that many players to come in over the Christmas. Um, but now with the injuries, which are obviously bound to happen in the odd suspension, he's had to he's had to rotate. And there's, think, there's a game every three days. I think the you know the, going back to what you're saying about Jack Ross in the in the final, I think you know yeah his substitutions were a bit odd, but at the same time, <laughs> I think. You know, they might, we don't know if they've worked on stuff or they've tried things. And he explained why he put Gucci, put Gucci up front. I don't mind it. Maybe overthought it a little bit, but at least there's some logic behind it. It's not, you know, let's just chuck loads of forwards on when we're losing because we'll, that might create better, you know, the Steve Bruce method of let's put four forwards on the pitch because they might score a goal. It's like, well, I think the substitution that would have been good in that final would have been McGeoch coming on. Mm. Because I think felt as though we need to get somebody who might just get on the ball and, and try and hold mm. it. And I think he's probably the best at doing that in, in the group we've got. It was when he took Grig off for me and didn't put yeah. it, and didn't put Wyke on a straight replacement. Yeah. It just pushed Portsmouth ten yards yeah, further forward. And I think obviously the two games that have come after that have proved that like Wyke would have been capable of yeah. of holding his own. And obviously he got he got an assist. And there was a lot of set pieces as well, which like. Defensively, he could have he could have helped out on. Um, I mean, he yeah. could have even gone to three at the back and brought Dunn on. But the game has gone. You know, we lost yeah. it. But yeah. we were massively in charge of it, and he was stood there for a while, not not knowing what to do. And yeah. during that period, for me, that's that's when that's when we lost it. But again, it's a Mickey Mouse Cup. We didn't want it. We just want promotion. <laughs> but I think yeah, it makes it even more impressive that he's changed things though straight away. Yeah. He, he said, right, okay, I'm not going to just go put the same team out play the same way I need a reaction and change the things around I'm going to try and get a reaction I think it's worth remembering you know with him that you've got to give him leeway like like you were saying this is, a lot of this is new to him mm. you know and he's a young manager and he's going to make mistakes but I think it's important that you know I understand the, the occasion people will be like you know getting into him and that's fine didn't lose the game, remember? Yeah, but at the mm. same time, it, it is a case of, you know, if if he's making this, I don't think he makes the same mistakes every week, and if it was a constant thing, I think it would be an issue, but it isn't. And I, th- I also think it's all right for managers to come out and say, yeah, I made a mistake mm-hmm. there, in the, same, in the same way as defenders yeah. do when they mess up yeah. and they put their hand up. And I think the the quotes that he came out afterwards where he kind of tried to explain it, he was just beating about the bush, and he, sh- and he could have just said, like, yeah, in hindsight, I thought I could bring... White on and because I had that extra substitute yeah. in an in injury time, but then it still took them how many yeah. minutes? Mm. Twenty think, minutes. You know, if you win, to, if you win the game, it, you know? the state, if you win, just, if you win the game on penalties, nobody's <clears throat> probably talking about it. Um, but you, you know, we yeah, didn't, and, and, and yeah, and, and we we didn't lose the game. Like yeah. if that was a league game, it's a point each. We didn't yeah. lose the game. Do you know what I mean? So it, that would be one way to say, oh, quite he got that wrong, but we didn't. It didn't cost us because we didn't lose it. But like you say, we're, we're not dwelling on Wembley or anything anymore. Anyway, um, one thing I would say about Portsmouth and and also Burton football, in my experience, has got a weird way of kind of like coming back and slapping you on the face or like evening things out. And I feel the two games against Portsmouth this year we've been really unlucky not to win them both and I've just got like a nice feeling that 
we're going to beat them in the game up here, and that's going to be the game that's going to decide our well, fate. That would be nice, wouldn't it? We, wanna, we spoke about that at work today. Yeah. Do you want to talk, shall we? I don't know if you've got this down, but I did did some um, boring uh, calculations <laughs> based on the, the next few games. No, no, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do that. Definitely do that, because um, we we're going to talk about the now. burn game. And I'll just, we'll just, I think we'll just finish up on, on, on some of the... the the stuff that's happened in the last couple of games. I wasn't. Well, make, make, I want to. I just want to make a point on McGeek, by the way, because people are rewriting history with our our opinion of uh, of Dylan McGeek. Well, we've come on here lots of times and actually said we think he'd be better for Sunderland in the championship. Well, you said that. Then it, well, I'm just trying to. And we've said that he's been unlucky. He was yeah. unlucky to get dropped after Luton, yeah. and he has and, played, he has played well, uh, and he's played. And uh, yeah, okay. Well, I've said I, th- I think he would be better in the championship for us anyway. I think just some games when you need to take them by the scruff of the neck. Probably not suited to him. When we go up a level, I think he'd be much better for it. Um, but also, we made a joke thing about giving him a six in the player ratings and stuff like that. But that's not that's you know that's not having a go at him. If we would give him a three, if we thought he was crap, wouldn't we? Do you know what I mean? I think it's what's like, happened with him, like over the summer, he looked like he was going to be one of our key players. Yeah. And I've always thought he was he was a quality player. But I, I think Jack Ross didn't expect um, Catamol to stay or to be as good this season as he has been. And he probably didn't expect to sign Ledbetter either. The the one position we didn't need covering mm-hmm. at Christmas was was um, was centre midfield. But obviously, if somebody of that quality becomes available, so I think McGeek's been really patient and really unlucky, and he's taken his chance. You know, Wyke's a different one where he hasn't scored for a long time, and he's a striker. He hasn't had that many chances, but it's just great that they've both come good at at the right time. I kind of like the fact that. The keeper probably should have saved Wyke's goal at Rochdale, and the reason for that is because it almost gives a striker a reminder that you know what, shoot, you get turn and get a shot away. And mm. It doesn't have to be the perfect finish, and it doesn't well, have to fly in the top corner it, or the bottom corner a hundred mile an hour. Because centre forward score goals, especially in this le- at this level, like yeah. that all the time and I liked it that he just turned and he got a shot away because I would want him to be encouraged to do that and try that more often That's a, it's a pitch again I scored that goal I think yeah. it's a, like quick across the ground the ball's yeah. rock, rock hard and it's like you know the ball was all being over hit all the time I think he just like you know all you need to do is once you've got that momentum you know which you, you know is a good a good turn and finish good play by Hume again who I thought actually had a bit of a poor game at the weekend Um and Oviedo did really well, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Oviedo start the game um, now to, on, against Burton um, because you forget he's actually like if you're a Rochdale fan, you go and they're bringing like Brian Oviedo off the bench. <laughs> he was playing the Premier League too, like he'd play in the Premier League for a long period but of his career. Probably still could, to be fair. Yeah, players were like you know, like internationally and. Yeah, it's just eat them in the World Cup and that, and they must be thinking he, he can't get, he couldn't even get in the eighteen, and he, he's him coming on. To, and I thought he did really well when he came on. Um, he was involved he's in probably, this. He's probably only on the bench because of our lack of like width, yeah. not not because of our cover for left yeah. back. You yeah. know, um, he was getting involved in the celebrations. Yeah, as well, he was. Got to say, I it? think you know he's always been professional on yeah, the pitch yeah. anyway. Yeah, as far absolutely. as we can yeah, see, absolutely. Um, and I would, I would start him against Burton. Um, Based on again, if you you do well, you stay in the team. If somebody else comes in and does better than you, which I thought he did, um, you know, and I thought he, he was massive, like integral in the you know the the surge towards the end for the winner. Um, I think he should stay in. Interesting. We'll go through that in a second. What about um, Luke nine? Another assist for him. That is the perfect players to put a ball when you're crossing it and he has the habit of doing that doesn't he it's like he's played that position all his life it's yeah. remarkable 
Yeah, I mean, if you watch the goal as well, like Honeyman sort of started and finished it, and it was, it was like a late run into the box and a great a great pass from McGeek in the air because, like you say, the ball was bobbling, so he just started pinging the ball yeah. to like people's feet. Yeah, but he was like spinning it. So as soon as you touch it, you've got control. He wasn't like smashing it yeah. like some players might. Um, I like Jack Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> And we go over five feet over um, O'Neill's head and send it to his feet. Yeah. Might be a bit harsh. But yeah, like O'Neill looked like a, a major threat, didn't he? And how many players did we have in the six-yard box? It was like, yeah. Yeah. Honeyman was like not that far from goal, but there was like three players in front of him. So it was it was the type of goal that we don't score, to be honest with you. But um, we kept on pressing. Desire, isn't it? That, and that's what they've, they've got in abundance, I just desire. Think, oh, nine just he seems to improve every week. And I know he has the odd off game and stuff like that, but considering you know where he's come from, in, when we look at teams um, who've been down there, like uh, Doherty who scored for Wolves in the semi-finals, and he played for Wolves in League One, and Bournemouth have a few players. And I know we were having a discussion internally in the group chat and stuff, saying... Do we have many young players that we can, you know, are we lucky enough to go up through the leagues who mm. can come with us? But the more I say of him, you know, the more I think he, I could, think he could be one of those. He's I got a great he, touch. I think Hume can as well, yeah. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. If we keep, obviously he's got his contract. Um, he needs to sign. If whatever happens there, we'll see, I guess. But I think his touch, 9 is is excellent. I thought he was our man of the match at the weekend. He drove and our main attack and threat, I felt, was so positive down that right-hand side. Um you know, like first half, everything was coming down the right for us. Mm. And, you know, I thought Morgan had a pretty poor game, really. He was a bit anonymous and it was a bit disappointing when Gooch came off because although Gooch can be hit and miss, um, at least he was, you know, getting on the ball and trying to make things happen, whereas Morgan just couldn't seem to get into the game. Um, I'd imagine, you know, but Gooch is going to be out now, so I imagine it'll be Morgan. I do like Morgan. Mm. I think he's. I thought he was excellent in the first half of the. I don't think you're going to get consistency final. from Morgan. No, and it's just not going to happen. He came on it. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, McGee, you'd imagine he'll be back in, and you'll have, you know, you'll have Morgan, and you, you know, you're going to have, you know, if you put whoever you put in the middle, you're going to be like, yeah, that's all right. I think McGee should keep his place, but. But right, so you think let, let let's do that now then. Um, so. Starting with, um, you, you think McGeek's going to keep his players? I think McGeek will keep so his players. Bit, so what do you think, Martin? Because that will be three games in seven days. So you, you kind of think like Ledbetter, I, I would imagine Ledbetter's going to come in for some Yeah, he's got it. I think McGeek's quite economical. I think, I think Powers, you know, I think, I think Powers the sort of the weakest of the, but, but, the sort but, of but, ones but, that we're talking, some, we're talking about. People, and obviously like Catamull could probably play as I well if, leave, if, we, if we needed him. Catamull's out, isn't I would, he? Just, leave, I would just leave him. I, I, leave I him think out of West. He's played yeah, loads of games. Yeah. Would, would, there would be an argument that Ledbetter and McGeek would both be too deep. To play I together. think McGeek, like early in his career, he's more attacking. So I think he can pick that up. Okay. But I think, you know, if we play 4-4-2... But then where would Honeyman go if we yeah. played 4-4-2? I think if we play 4-4-2, I don't really mind... I don't think he will play 4 4 but then is it, he can't. I don't think he can drop white. He'd have to. Maybe he'd have to give Grig a rest. He might, but he might do that. Grig, 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 Grig played Grig's at Wembley. Yeah, Grig played at Wembley, yeah. and then he, I mean, he, and then he played three games. It's, it's not dropping somebody. It's yeah. resting somebody, isn't it? And Grig will be a good substitute to come off the bench. I think. Exactly. I think. I think, exactly. they, I think um, if they do play four four two, then I think you know you, you, you Ledbetter and um, McGeoch would be a good partnership, and I think also. Um, you know, from set pieces as well. You know, if we don't have Ledbetter, you know, I think it it becomes problematic. I mean, the great thing is, 
I mean, Maguire could well be back on on, on Saturday. Yeah, I think Maguire is back Saturday. He's, that well, that I, was his target. I was reading quoted is probably going to be Doncaster. Well, again, for Maguire, you know, it's, we're going to have him back for five, six games. I mean, that's mm. a great boost to, to get a player who's been so influential. It this looks season, like Catamol's out. McGeady. I he think, said he wasn't sure. He's training. He's going to assess him closer to the game tomorrow. I think. So, yeah, I think it's handling. I think if it was the last game of the season, they could yeah. all play. To be honest with you, I mean, I mean, Maguire was driving around with a broken leg. You know, he'd, he'd probably play now if it was a five-a-side match on. Yeah, he's he's like desperate to get back. But what I heard last week was like Coventry was the target, and he was and he was it on was target for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've said it to the Doncaster. Yeah, because he's back training, but I think it's come too early for him this maybe week. Maybe he'll maybe he'll be on the bench. Um, yeah. We've but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. And we've got, I mean, Honeyman will play in a wide area for McGee. He's not fit. I would be happy with that. I think he can do more than a decent job out there, especially, uh, and I mean, that's where he played at the weekend, didn't he? He came on and played in a wide position. Um, yeah, he didn't really hold that position though, did he? But, but probably, I think probably because he scored the goal, it was a good thing yeah. that he didn't hold that position. But I think that's what the, the wingers are always like that in the season. Yeah. They come into the middle and try and pick the ball up in the spaces and try and sort of like break the lines and, you know, I think that's what makes us so difficult to defend against. I think um, in the game down there, you know, they were a, probably just because they won, just because they beat us, I'm thinking about it in a, in a different way, but they were probably just as powerful as Shrewsbury and a lot, Gillingham and a lot of teams. But I think maybe having Hume and Wyke in the 11 would would give us like more power and more mm-hmm. aerial ability than than having Oviedo and, and, and Greg, you know. So he's, he's probably thinking in that way and... Like you say, he's done the four four two for those last two games, but I'll I wouldn't be surprised if he if he did just play yeah. one up front. And also, I think uh, it, he could play still play two up front and and play power in the middle and not and then maybe not put somebody like Morgan in, have mm. Honeyman float behind mm. the two strikers, yeah. then have Power um, McGeoch, um and I think if you played if you if you played him, is one of them? <laughs> what's the other one? I think if you played total mind blank. Um, like I, I guess. I mean, you could probably do it either side. I mean, I prefer McGeady on the left hand side. I don't think he seems I don't to think drift out. Do he, he said he's not sure about him. And for I me, just, I just think if there's any element of risk yeah. whatsoever, then you know, w- would you play him personally? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you could play that four three in like a narrow four three three. So Honeyman yeah. behind the two strikers, and then with a little bit of power and McGeady yeah. across the midfield. And we've naturally got attacking fullbacks I think, anyway. I think that's why he'll you know, provide the width. Then in that situation, you might fancy putting Oviedo in because I think he showed earlier mm-hmm. in the season yep. he, he he covers that side of the pitch well. Whereas Hume's in you know in experience, isn't he? He's excellent going forward and he goes on these sort of mazy runs, doesn't he? Um, but the thing is, if he gives a ball away there and there's there's nobody covering, you got problems. So we just tend to be with Oviedo. I mean, obviously he's a quality player, but. We're playing against the bigger teams. They play, yeah. they play it in the air down his channel. Yeah. Whereas like Hume and O'Neill are both good in the yeah. air. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's the game for him. Um, <clears throat> but obviously it's it's up to the manager. But I do think Ledbetter has to come back in because Power was taking most of the corners and free kicks. And I think the difference in quality you get from Power yeah. and Ledbetter is... Um, is quite large, yeah, you know. I think it, Pat, I think you'd even say that. I think led a bit of than the vast majority of the squad from set pieces. Mm. Yeah, like no disrespect to, to anyone, you know, but um, we've really missed him. Before he came, we didn't look like scoring from set pieces. Well, I think we'd only scored we once all season from set pieces, yeah. I think. And now we don't look like scoring from set pieces again yeah. without him in the team. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just having a look at some tweets because we asked people what they thought. Michael Bowers is saying, keep the team that finished against Rochdale except maybe Ledbetter in for power, which is kind of what... Yeah. Mm. 
Wilson there. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fair. much, yeah. yeah. I think something... I had all these feelings, yeah. all there's loads of flag stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. It's getting in the way. I, I, think, like, um, oh. I think something to take into account as well as I was reading that um, apparently Burton's two first-choice centre-backs could well be out. Um, so, be that's, nice. so that's something to think about um, in terms of if you're going to put two up front and if you're somebody coming into the team. I mean, obviously, they'll be batting themselves to perform, but you probably don't want to go up against Will Grigg and Charlie White if you haven't been playing there. Plum no. Dog Millionaire wants um, a three-five-two um, with Oviedo or nine to be the width, kind of similar to what we're saying. But he will put an extra centre centre back in there uh, and bring Ledbetter in for power, which seems to be mm. quite a popular. But that, you get two up front doing that. Do I you need? The thing is, though, with a three, I like the back three. But do you need McGeoch in a McGeoch in the team with three at the back and, and Ledbetter? Yeah, exactly. It, it just comes a little. It becomes a little <clears> bit very uh, deep. Yeah, it does. Um, I, d- I don't know. You might have to take if you want to play three at the back. You might have to take McGeoch out, which I think people would Ma- Ma- wouldn't be happy about. Mac and Matty's actually gone for the team that I suggested, which is like the diamond, which is the back four with Ledbetter and McGeoch and Power and Honeyman behind White and Grigg, which is the diamond, which is it's what I suggested yeah. because it, it does work as a diamond yeah. that and because yeah. the fullbacks provide the width. So I'm with Mac and I think, the, on that I one. think the, you know the. The, the stakes that are on the game tomorrow, you could ar- you could argue that it's our biggest game of the season. In that we know that if we avoid defeat, we'll be second. And you know, but to win that game, I think psychologically, you know, I was thinking back to the Warsaw game. I mean, there's no way on earth Barnsley should have won that Warsaw game, but mm. the one scored in the last minute, and they were probably thinking that, like psychologically, I was watching that and I was absolutely gutted. Um, so I bet you at the weekend once. You know they saw they were probably thinking, oh, well, at least they won all, mm. and then they saw the result come in after they've been battered, and then they're probably thinking, well, we had a tough game against Burton, but I think you know you, you look at the way Barnsley have played recently. You've seen obviously two of the games, well, three of the games because they played us. They just don't look threatening. Mm. Um, and saying I've probably said that they'll probably go and beat whoever they're playing this week at 5 0 <laughs> yeah. or something. Don't no. text the last, the last one on the team is Matthew um, M. Jack or 1989 regular listener Sterling in for Gooch. Of I thought he was good mm. against Sterling like, when he yeah, came Yeah, you could argue that he's, he's about, worthy he? of a start like over Morgan even. He could probably play you could probably yeah. play out wider a than lot of, five. A lot of people are going for Oviedo on the left. Are you looking at uh, when we ask people Oviedo, Oviedo, Oviedo for Hume? A lot of people are saying that. Yeah. So um, either way, you wouldn't be disappointed. No, would you? We'll have a little, a little break thing now. You might or might not hear another, and then Gareth's going to bore us with whatever the, the thing he was going to bore us with is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, 
Um, we are now. What's it? Just like a look at the head of the season, guys. Oh, sorry, your phone. I'm trying. I was picking. I usually got my phone there, so I'd mark down where <laughs> I've put that brick, and I'm trying to do it on Martin's phone. I had to retrieve Michael Loft's phone from the, from yeah, the pitch about on, this. on Saturday as well. <laughs> Did you drop it on the pitch? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a girl's phone. To be fair, because it was pink. I just thought I'd get that out there. <laughs> um, just mark this down. Yeah, that's even more boring than the thing I'm going to talk about. Um, so I was looking at it the weekend and. You know, you're thinking about things in the shower. That's what I'm doing in the morning now. I'm getting washed, like doing all the like calculations, like what could Who happen. Who said men call multitask? If everybody, if everybody loses, then we go up. That, that's basically where I am. No, but basically, Barnsley can only get 94 points. Uh, Portsmouth can only get 95 points, um, and that means they have to win every game. Um, to get 95 points, we need to take 16 points from our last seven which is about 2.38 points per game. Um, we're currently going at 2.02 points per game. Um, but, obviously, that's a, that's taken into account that Are they gonna win everyone's every got to win every yeah. game. So, and if you, so if you're being really ambitious, I would say 93. 93. I would say 95 guarantees it. No. no. But, 93 uh, bizarrely, Portsmouth have got to play Coventry. <clears throat> And they've got to play Don Burton, and and they've got to play us, I think. So I think we've got nearly the same fixtures. Mm. Um, But obviously, we play Portsmouth as well. So if if we take points off them in that game, that picture changes. But 95 points from where we are now, 16 points from seven games, just over two points a game. If we win our next two, Mm. we only need two points a game to get promotion um, from our last five. How do you get two points a game these days? Well, on average. I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, well, <laughs> try not. Don't be clever. So, what, so, you're what, so what you're clever, saying? What's the yeah. target? You think ninety-three? I think ninety-three will do it. And what are we on now? Uh, that's fourteen points. That's two 14. points a game. So I think we'll, I think points. we'll win every game. <coughs> so yeah, we've got we've got statement. we've got six left, haven't we? So let's. No, we've got seven left. Oh, we've got seven left. Yeah, we? we've got seven. Right. So let's say we win three of those. We've got seven. Portsmouth. No, got six. four from seven should be doable. So let's say we win four of those and draw that's two. Twelve. We need to draw two of them. Especially, especially if we draw against Portsmouth, which obviously takes points off them. So, but I would say 93, I mean, 93 has probably been, you know, especially the form that Barnsley are in. Um, for, Portsmouth have been an excellent form. Yeah, you they could have. argue that they're the, they're the major threat. I think they've won six or seven or seven in the last eight. Um, and they've scored quite a few goals. Um, but I think we're about six ahead on goal difference in Portsmouth. And we're obviously one behind on goal difference of Barnsley, but should we win the two games in hand, that'll be overtaken. Portsmouth's game in hand is the night we play Fleetwood. Um, Wouldn't it be just amazing if we give someone a Tongan? <clears throat> like, we, we, we've been asking for it all season and, and, and you're talking like... Well, I think... Like a prom, you know, like I a five. Ac- and, and I'm not Ac- trying Ac- to get carried away. The way we played Ackering was probably that game because we absolutely annihilated mm, them. But really if you've got to do that at home, really, because you, you feel like... The floodgates <laughs> could open up, and that would just send a message to everybody yeah. in the league, wouldn't it? Now Burton are a difficult team. They've yeah. already beaten us this season. Remember Burton? Uh, they've just beaten Barnsley as well. Sorry, oh, uh, they knocked, 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 Bur- knocked Borough out of the another quarterfinals intra- another in, the, in, the, in the League Cup. Talking about stats, if you look at Barnsley's stats since Keith Moore got injured, I think initially everyone was thinking, "Oh, that's them finished," but they did all right. But now they're dropping off. Um, they've had very, they've had a very poor return. And I feel as if with the Burton game, unless I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were actually the last team to beat us in the league at the Stadium of Light. 
There will be, yeah. When, when they're yeah. relegated, because yeah, the game after that yeah, was yeah. Wolves. <clears throat> and they've, no. only, they've one of the teams that beat us this season. As yeah, well, so. so I kind of like feel as if we owe them one as well, mm. and we've, we'll, we'll, we'll come full circle uh, by, by beating them And it's relevant, because well. the, the, the players will know that, mm. you know, that, that is an extra message, an extra motivational yeah. message, isn't it? You know, you've lost to these guys yeah. already this yeah. season. And I think if we win that game in hand against them, it will be quite sort of, it will, it, it, it will be like a, an important moment yeah. because because we'll have come full circle. I just, I I'd just, also say it's probably quite good news. Is I think Coventry's races run for the playoffs as well. Um, they've got fifty eight points. They drew nil nil yesterday with uh, Bristol Rovers. They've got fifty eight points. The goal difference is naught. <clears throat> so and and Doncaster's in sixth place and their goal difference is 17 and they're eight points ahead so eight points yeah it's a lot so that's nine points <clears throat> to get above them obviously with in five games so they've got to win three at least three of the games and hope that um hope that Doncaster basically don't pick up any more points so I think that they're probably done um really so maybe psychologically um for them it's probably the last chance to have a I think as well, Ni- Nigel Clough will probably be quite happy if we go up. <coughs> so, you I feel just like poisoning these players. Well, he, he was he quite happy to send exactly, us down, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't care when they relegated no, no. us, did they? Him and Darren I ben. guess they had, it was also yeah. them, I guess, at the time. It was it would have been his opinion. Yeah. If you're going to be cynical and say that. Um, Covenant are playing well away, though. I just think people need to be calm if, yeah. if you know. Well, he, it's, it's, the thing is, three points tomorrow. Whatever the result will make a massive difference psychologically to the rest of the division. Look, you know, the finally there's one of the games in hand. You're all saying you wouldn't rather have because the, yeah. the the line is I'd rather have points on the board than the game in hand. And, and when, we'll, whenever you we'll hear any, both. yeah, and then whenever you hear anybody discuss it, that's what they say. So you think, okay, he's one of the two games in hand. We've got win it, and we're in second. Oh look, yeah, you know, three we, points you know, we, we can't, we can't do hand. it. Yeah, we can do it. And um, even five, even 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 points ahead of Portsmouth as well. I know, like a, goal I know, like yeah, a point would put us <clears throat> second as well, still with a game in hand. And it's not the end of the world if that no. happens. But I would be a little bit disappointed if that did happen because you just kind of edge it ahead of them, and you just. Well, I, I look at the way in the championship. Look at the way Sheffield United and Leeds are, are changing places <clears> every week, and they've been in form all season, but they're starting to lose now. The two of them, and they're starting to swap position. That second position every week, and that, really could, th- that could still happen. I really think we've got the momentum at the right time. We've got we've got players like you're saying, you know, like people like White and McGee are coming in. White's probably in the best form he's been in since he's been here. Mm. You know, Grig started to get a, you know, he's, he's scored in a few league games now. Um, yeah, he scored two out of the last three yeah, league games, and people are still complaining about him. But, you, know? you know, and I think he's played quite well. His general play has been pretty good. It has. But, <clears throat> but um, I think it's important to remember as well that we are going to drop points. Over the course of the season, over the course of the end of the season, and so the other we teams, might not, though. we might not. We but might not. Let's we, be positive. Be, but I'm saying, be prepared for the fact. I'm trying to be positive, and that I'm saying, if we do, it's not. If we lose three on the bounce, then you'd be concerned. But if you know, if we if we take seven points in the next three games, that's not a bad return. I mean, we've got five. To, we've got. I know, but I think. How many a, did think, you say we need? Fourteen. I think. I think we need. When well, sixteen guarantees it. We need about thirteen. We think though. that would that would mean that Portsmouth have to win six games. Now, if Portsmouth win the next six games, they might pit us on ninety five because they'd have probably their goal difference would be better mm. than ours. Me, I mean, all the six behind, but you'd think you it's know ours, it's ours to win, isn't it? We should we shouldn't we shouldn't have to yeah. worry about the other teams. We no. Just worry about ourselves. But I think we should. You know, it'd be nice. You know, to <clears throat> get to the stage where you know if they drop some points, we win our next two games. We can look mm. and go. Well, we've got say eighty five points. 
with five games to go, and we might be looking at going. You know, we need seven points from our next five games. I to think ultimately, if we if we beat Fleetwood and Burton and don't lose against Portsmouth, I can't see how yeah. we can't go up. I think if we win the next two games, we'll go up. Mm. If if we win tomorrow, I'm extremely confident. <laughs> Even if we win and then draw the weekend, I'm still extremely confident because, like you say, then we play. We've got positive play, but if they don't beat us, then that's significant anyway. Nothing about Barnsley's form suggests they're going to win five out of five games. <clears throat> and now they might pick it back up yeah. and go win three out of five. What would that? What would that put them on in? If they won, if they won three in terms out of those, five, if that's all they were to get nine points, of? they'd have eighty-eight points. Is that no? Yeah, 88 right. points. And we don't, and we, the position we're in, if we don't get minimum 90 points, we don't deserve the cup, really. Yeah. I think, you know, we're, we're on course for the 92, I would have thought, um, which is the two points a game over the course of the season. Usually that's enough. Um, but, it's, you know, I think, you know, 93, looking at it, and that's been optimistic, I think. Um, we've got those extra two, they, you know, Barnsley have got to get 92 points in five games now. So from mm. their last five, they need four wins and a draw to get 92 points, don't they? Is that right? Yeah. To, no, to get 93 points, they mm. need four wins and a draw. I hope so, everyone's listening <coughs> to the calculators. This week, <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to it's think. It's going to have to take our word for it. No, they would. Then, no, they would. Then, no, they would. Then, it would, be, it would, they would drop two points, wouldn't they? So, mm. yeah, to get 92 points, they'd need four wins and a draw, um, which is, a you know, I would say that's a pretty, uh, pretty tall order at this stage of the season. We we did a poll asking people um, promotion now champions twenty two percent. I think people you know we haven't even discussed that here to no. be honest. I, I, I think uh, Luton's Luton form happens. just looks to be too good. Although it's not it's not it's not <coughs> impossible at all yeah. if we win our games in hand. Yeah, I mean um, if we won every game we get a hundred points. Imagine if you got what did that and you um, you know got a hundred points and didn't win the league. Mm. I mean it'd be a pretty strong league. But I would say it was a nice little sort of historical footnote type thing that remember when we went up under Keane on the last day of the season we beat Luton 5-0 yeah, we did, and yeah. then um, Birmingham dropped points yeah. at Preston and we won the league as a result mm-hmm. so it'd be quite a nice little I don't know like Luton being involved and yeah. overtaking Luton in that sense but you know if you're a bit of a weirdo like me I think that's quite <laughs> I find that sort of thing quite sort of Satisfying, and they've got <laughs> automatic promotion. Is not at the fact I'm a weirdo there, or just agreeing with me. Both, bit of both, both. yeah, yeah. yeah but so I remember you're a weirdo as well. That that game, I'm not, I'm not joining in. <laughs> uh, I remember thinking that game we'll probably never play Luton again. So that shows how much I know. Yeah. Well, they beat us the next season in the League Cup. Yeah, well, the, the, like the, the, in, the, in, in in the league, yeah, not, not the League Cup. I mean, uh, now what is seventy one percent think automatic? We're going to do it now. Only four percent think we'll go up in the playoffs. Three percent think we'll. Will fail to go up, so it can, this this can this can change, can't it? That we, we just, you, you know, we, I wonder who the three percent are. Well, the negative ones, yeah. It can change. It can change. One of them is Michael Martin. <laughs> 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 if he's still on Twitter, I don't think he is. Shame. Didn't he leave? Who was telling us? Somebody said he left because he started going on about saying now the fan you should support the team where in the town that you live or something and everyone reminded him he's not from Newcastle or, or <laughs> whatever he doesn't live in Newcastle <laughs> and, you know it seems funny all the grief he gets that that would be the thing that sent him <coughs> over the edge like, yeah, well. anyway don't move on from that yeah how confident are we then Martin come on what's happening what about going up this season yeah yeah I'm really confident in second I think we can win it I think I think if we I think like you say if you win the next couple of games I think Luton will start looking over the shoulders I'm just good that the Fleetwood games as late as it yeah. is, because it would be nice. But it, it kind of reminds me of the Keane season when we went up because we 
we weren't that. We were nowhere se- near, se- were we? Secure. Yeah. I remember being at, at Crystal Palace either side of Christmas. We couldn't score a goal, and people were saying we weren't even finishing the playoffs. And then, like you say, going into the last game, I think we were promoted, but it didn't look like we we had to have like Birmingham had to lose, didn't they? Yeah, to win the league, Birmingham yeah. had to lose. Yeah, and um, I just feel as if we've got the momentum at the right time, and there's been so many. There's been so many games where it looked like we were going to get beat like a Wickham and we scored those late goals. You know, it just it just reminds me of that. There's a, I think there's a confidence when I've like been doing player interviews and stuff like that. I just kind of feel as if, you know, I stayed in Megidia, we're going to go. But he's like, well, yeah, of course. We should do, shouldn't we? You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, there's, it's not just a belief. It's almost like an arrogance. And I think yeah. you need that yeah, as well. Uh, Whereas I think, I think Barnsley... All of these other teams would be like something of the main threat. But if we keep on doing what we're doing, because let's face it, the way the season started, we didn't really get going until October. I mean, McGeady, who people say has been our best player, but I think it's McLaughlin, he didn't even play his first game until Burton away, you know. And then look at the players that were playing the the centre-halves that we started the season with. So we had that massive disadvantage. We didn't have a terrible start, but... Mm. We didn't. We didn't. We had that spell of draws, which all you know at the end of the season, if you go up, <clears throat> all those draws are valuable. Mm. Um, and I think that's why sometimes I think it's best to wait before you start like howling. Hannigan. Yeah, howling about the fact <laughs> that well, this this draw against Shrewsbury home is going to come back to haunt us. It's like, well, we've got like twenty five games. Calm down. Like we've mm. lost twice. There's a lot to be said for not losing games. It's you know, true. We I haven't mean, lost we, since December. We have drawn too many, but yeah, like. But it won't as, be too many. Result, if, as, it won't be as, too many. If too many, if we go up, though, no, it'll no, be enough. It'll be enough. Mm. You know, Barnsley draw that game um, at Burton. Mm. They'd rather have drawn it than lost it at this stage of the season, and, and they'd have eighty points, and we'd be going well. We need to beat Burton tomorrow night, and it's a different pressure. I think psychologically. They'll be obviously they'll be going to win the game, but mm. I'm just saying it's. I think as long as we don't ease off, because like one of the negatives this season <clears> is like when we take the lead, we kind of like seem to go. We play really well until we score. Wembley was a good example, but there's been hundreds. Well, not hundreds because we haven't played a hundred games. <laughs> feels like we've played a hundred. It feels like we've played a hundred games. But as soon as we take the lead, then we don't play as well, and we have got something to protect. We don't seem to go for that second goal. So I think as long as we don't take our foot off the gas. But I think the way everything is with players coming back from injury, fringe players that weren't even on the bench and now in the starting lineup, there's going to be so sort of so much competitiveness within the squad that like no one's guaranteed a place and like in in the team probably apart from the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that, and people are going to be on the toes now. If you, I, I know that if the especially if the win against Burton, they're expecting a big crowd on Saturday against Coventry, and I know midweek games are always down. That goes back to to Roker Park I was having this conversation earlier with somebody actually it's a bit of a myth to suggest otherwise I remember when we played um, Arsenal twice mm. under the Premier League under Peter Reid when Burkham scored that yeah, mint, that goal in yeah. the FA Cup and that was when teams put full strength teams out so Burkham I mean, everyone was playing there were 15,000 fans at Roker Park that night and the stadium was full when we played them in the league a few mm. days later so I know we have a lot of fans travelling in from outside I of Sunderland why, don't yeah. we and that's generally why crowded down midweek but what I would say is if you're in a position the go over there if you're a casual fan and you mm. went down Wembley and you're from Sunderland or uh, you can get into Sunderland within half an hour or an hour or whatever just get behind them get there get behind them because we win tomorrow and you feel like we're going to we go feel up, like yeah. we're going to go up. I, mean, I think that's a really <clears> good point I think if you if you were desperate to go to Wembley and you're one of those people who were sweating over tickets and you got to Wembley and you're not coming tomorrow night 
and you can, then you need to ask yourself a few questions. I wouldn't criticise anybody for not being able to afford it or work issues or living too far away, but if you make this, if you make that decision for yourself and you feel as if you can come and support the team that you love tomorrow night, then get yourself to the stadium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.